Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. It's Charlene and my co-host, Joy, of the Homework Show. We are so glad to be back in the studio and uh, ready to have a great discussion today. How are you, Joy? I'm so good. I miss talking with you. Me too. Had a little hiatus and now we're back. I know. And you know, before we took our little hiatus, our little little break, we've been bringing so many great community members on, people who are in our network, in our circle, that have just been so phenomenal. I've had so many people that have listened to prior shows with our community guests, and they were like, wow, you guys know some incredible people. Well, we're not going to hold back on sharing our community, are we, Joy? No, I'm so excited for this conversation today. Oh, I've been waiting for this conversation. We are excited to have Katie Bure with us. And I'm not going to go into Katie's long bio, but I'm going to talk really from the heart because um, I know Katie. Katie is an executive leadership coach. She's also a business coach. She has a heart for transformation. I mean, this woman is phenomenal, to say the least. She is very deep. She asks thought-provoking questions. And it really is to move you to a different place and a different level. Um, Katie is a phenomenal woman. She's inside of work, outside of work. Um, She is just the best person to talk to. Um, She's been my go-to. People think because when you're a coach, Joy, that coaches don't need coaches or coaching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is my coach. I tell you, she is she is the one who I would say, if you are in need of a coach and you're stuck, she can help you get unstuck. Ooh. Right. Okay. I, well, now I, you're in my Rolodex. Yeah, right. Put her, <laughs> I'm telling you, put her out there and we'll, we'll hear more about how you can reach Katie at the end. But how this topic came about is Katie and I were having a conversation around just toxicity. Right. Mm. You know, we've been you know, we've been through a lot over the last year, going a year and a half. And something's been great. Something's been not. And she she brought this notion to me up to me around toxicity. Um, And I was like, wow, this is this is great. I think we need to bring this to our to our 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 listeners today, Um, because this topic is probably going to hit a on a lot of different people. And mm-hmm. I know um, Katie's got a lot to share with us. So let's go ahead and and uh, jump right in. And um, so Katie, welcome to the Homework Show. Welcome, Katie. Thank you for having me. We are so glad to have you. So Katie, let's start out by just saying, you know, what is, what is toxicity? 
um, when you work with clients? Um, how do they describe it to you? Hmm. Well, you know, um, I think people uh, describe um, unhappy work uh, situations all the time. Um, but where it becomes toxic is when it really affects their personal morale, uh, if impacts their performance, and it really creates a negative self-image uh, for themselves. It, it transforms how they see themselves in a very negative way. And it could be caused by all sorts of different causes, but the key is that that it takes the individual down to a to a really um, to a place where it is very unnatural for them. Oh, that's a good way of saying it. Mm. So how do how do you know like if you're in a toxic environment? What, what, mm. what are some what, what are some things that you you've heard? You know, I think um, I think things like I'm. I'm scared to go to work or I'm scared to do things that are natural to them. Um, I, uh, my boss is very mean to me or I feel excluded um, or even I've been promised promotions for year after year after year without negative, um, uh, any negative reviews or negative feedback, but you never get it. It's, um, it's, it's, you know, might be caused by like a reorganization or a new boss coming in, but it's sustained, um, sustained negative situation. Yeah. And in this, in this Zoom world, right, it's, it, it could, it could, it could be toxicity in the Zoom world. Yeah, right? it, it definitely could be. I mean, whether you're in Zoom or not, if you don't get ex included in meetings or people are chatting and you don't know, it's an internal joke and they're, they're not including you or even mm. they're a separate conversation um, on a different platform and they, you can tell they, they all have their own agenda. Um, all of that can be very toxic. And unfortunately, I have found that a lot of people that I coach have an underlying element of toxicity in their current job or in their past job and is really reflecting on what they do now. So, you know, most importantly, when somebody's in a really bad toxic environment, you want them to be safe. So yeah. I, I first kind of talk about that. And Sherilyn, I know you have, you know, a strong HR background and, and you probably know key things, but HR is kind of the the one place to go to when things are really, really bad and people, people um, know that. Um, yeah. And, but there are other, but there are other things that you can do to at least make sure that you're safe. That's pretty critical. Right. This whole notion of psychological safety, right. It's been thrown out there as a buzzword these days because, you know, people are not feeling they don't feel safe, right? They don't feel safe at home. They don't feel safe at work. Um, they don't feel safe. There's so much uncertainty. And you're right, Katie. HR should be a place where people can come talk, you know, talk about what's happening really from a standpoint of, you know what? 
not not that I should be afraid that you're going to do something or sue the company, but let me just give you an, uh, an opportunity to talk. And so we can talk about perspectives. We can talk about solutioning, right, so that you will feel like coming to work is, a, you know, you want to get up in the morning and you want to go to work versus dread going to work. Yeah, right? I, I talked to somebody recently and they um, their entire office does not have to go to work yet their individual boss is requiring them to go to work. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So this individual was like, I don't feel safe. I'm a, I'm a high risk. They haven't been vaccinated and they don't feel safe. And their boss is forcing them to go to work. Hmm. There's an example where that type of um, environment, they needed to surface to HR and they did and they got it resolved, right? And, but, but that that was truly a time when the person didn't feel like they had any control. They were afraid of being fired, and they were threatened to be fired if they didn't show up at work. And so, people should really know that there is another avenue, you know, in the workplace that you can go to, which is your your HR business partner, you know, to really help. But I also do. I also want to talk about. Um, you know, what if, Katie, what if somebody is not comfortable talking about this in the workplace, but really want to process this outside of the work environment, because there may be some other factors at play, right? Um, and and how do, how do, how do your clients kind of, you know, in coaching, there's this, 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 this notion called name it, right? Right. And so... Yeah. How do how do your clients really de- uh, are they able to describe the the toxic level of toxicity that they're in the origin of it kind of walk us through just like a how do you how do you get onto this topic? Well, really, so often people come to coaching because there's something that's happening at their job. They they generally appear like I want to look for a new job. And then we start the conversation of, well, what's happening at your current job? Because sometimes whatever the challenges at the current job is has to do with how you are in play with your current job and you bring yourself to your next job. So it's always a good um, opportunity to reflect whether or not there's some changes that need to occur with the individual. Um, so that they bring their best self to the next job or whether it is truly environmental. And so we do a lot of um, conversation about the environmental assessment. Did it just change? Has it always been that way? Is it the whole company or is it just your division? Was there a recent change like a reorganization or something that happened recently that now makes them feel discontent? Or has it been um, something like the example I gave where they've been told by a boss forever that they're going to get promoted and they just don't believe it's ever going to happen. Well, all of those have different approaches from a coaching perspective, but probably the thing that is most important is if they've tried multiple things or through coaching they've tried multiple things, maybe just time to leave. But sometimes when they leave, they leave the job they leave the work, but they bring that feeling from the toxic environment with them. And that's that's the saddest of all, because they're truly safe. They're outside of that environment. 
but they'll still talk even in either a new job or looking for a job they'll say i don't want a situation like that again so some people can't even get themselves to apply for a new job because they just are so fearful they're going to be in that situation again and sometimes they just they apply for a job but they get the question why did you leave your last job and they go into a four-minute explanation of everything that happened and obviously that's not the best place to be talking about the uh, negative environment from their last job yeah or or that question tell me about yourself mm -hmm. yeah because so much they identify with the uh, with the um, image that was created in that toxic environment yeah Wow, that's something I'm curious about is how much how much is workplace toxicity a factor of internal triggering versus external structures, you know, external environment that that is going on in the organization, whether that's um, bigger structural issues like patriarchy or systemic racism or whether that's organizational issues, you know, like a boss that forces you based on what they want to do rather than what is acceptable to do, you know, like returning to work or that kind of thing. And I'm curious about how much you find is really people's internal stuff coming up that feels like toxicity or it may be very sensitive or how much of the time it really is like messed up organizational culture <laughs> you know yeah i um i probably don't say that people internally have toxicity unless it is um aggressive anger towards you know specific things where they they might um they might bring that out in a future job what what i would distinguish this is when the environment actually makes them um more passive and fearful and scared and sometimes it's the environment change too quickly for them they don't like change so it's not necessarily that everybody was mean to them but mm -hmm. it was it was the environment was um, something that they couldn't handle. And when people um, have true strengths and they're working in their in their in a field where they are really, really um, good at it, then um, they obviously are using their skills, they're passionate about it. Um, but the environment could all of a sudden make them not feel like they can do their job, even from a day-to-day -day perspective. And I've had people that have left a bad environment, whether or not they get laid off or they choose to leave, they left a bad environment and they literally couldn't even apply. They had, they had their resume ready, they had a cover letter ready, they couldn't even apply. So it's that when when an environment causes that. It could be caused by racism or a racist environment. It could be caused by an individual. It could be caused by many people. It could be some organizations find themselves to be very clicky. You know, you have an, um, perhaps two groups merge and one group is um, 
one group is um, likes to hang out with that group and they don't include the other group. So it, it just depends on where it's coming from. And it isn't necessarily their boss. So I think that that's the other thing is it could happen that it comes from uh, one person who, who I'm working with. Um, they had um, a boss who was having challenges and they were having challenges working with people. Um, but they were betrayed by the head of the legal department by how they were exited out of the company. Mm. And they, so they really felt like that person betrayed them, it betrayed their trust that that person should have been able to look at the whole situation and um, uh, consider both sides. And, you know, so sometimes it's not even the person who they worked with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but in this specific situation, the woman uh, really felt like she could not work in a lot of different organizations because she was seeing this kind of same role as a potential risk and that might betray her. So, um, wow. That, it, it's it's very sad when people stop their lives because of something that happened. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. That makes me think about the body's response too, because I think about, you know, the word toxicity, when I think about that from a healing perspective, physically, you know, we come in contact with toxins all the time, whether it's fumes or smog or food or food poisoning, something like that, you know? And so sometimes I help people navigate through a toxic input in their body, you know? And we have these beautiful organs that help filter out toxins all the time, you know, our liver, our kidneys, and sometimes they just get bogged down and can't. And then we get a full blown response, you know, and we get sick and we're throwing up and we're really, you know, we're worse. The toxin is stuck and it's sort of like bouncing around our filtration system and can't quite exit quick enough <laughs> or smoothly enough. And so I think about that in terms of emotions too. And the workplace is a change might be too quick for me personally, or, or a conversation exchange might be too aggressive for me personally, or the click situation might be too intense for me, then I can't filter out that or process that, which I think goes goes to the point of who can you process these things with, you know, because sometimes you don't feel safe to go to the HR person. Um, and so it's, I think it's helpful to have an outside perspective too, you know, like yourself to go to. I love the analogy with a toxic environment, you know, that multiple people have different reactions to the exact same environment. Yes. And that is, that is exactly true that you're, your own body's response. And I will also say that this type of mental toxicity comes into people's physicality too. Absolutely. I see that. They hold that in their body. It's, it's very prominent there. You can yeah. see that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You wow. absolutely can, right? You, you can ask them to pinpoint what, where are they feeling something in their body and they can pinpoint 
their chest, their heart, their mouth. You're right. It's, it's, Katie, you can see it. You can see them going right to their body. And Joy, I know you see it too, where you probably feel it in, in their meridians, right? What, you know, a change in their, in their physicality. You know, this is, I love the fact that it's, it's different for everyone, right? And, and this is good to, to really talk to someone about it. You know, that's why I wanted to have, have Katie on to have this conversation because it is something I think left undealt with can really harm us physically. Um, you could be walking around, you know, with the, what they call the blues or just not, you, you just know when you're not a hundred percent and you know, there's something that's there that's blocking for that, even for that person not to even, you know, want to apply. And I love the fact that um, we, we're talking about the physical manifestation, the emotional manifestation, the differentiation between people. And, you know, personally, you know, I, I thank Katie for doing this work and also you, Joy, for doing this work because I don't mind, you know, guys, you know, I put I put a personal story out here because if it helped me, I want to help people. So, um you know, I, I was, too, one of those individuals who 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 was stuck, right, who whose confidence got shattered and could not do could not do a, do my resume. I could not do my resume. Now, here I here I am, a HR professional that has helped hundreds of people do their their resume. I could probably do the resume with my eyes closed. But there was something there about putting myself back out there. You know, it was the, it brought back some emotion, some, some, and I said, name it. What is it? Uh, oh, you portrayal. You, you know, you feel like you may not get it. Uh, how did you get here? You start going back in time. And I, I had a really good conversation with Katie and, um, and it really helped me so much to really just have a comment to, to talk about it. She created a safe space for me to really delve into what I was feeling, process what I was feeling. And Katie kind of walk us through high level that process you took me with, took me through, not with, took me through. Sure. sure. So, um, so often um, our emotions are like underneath, but they're just underneath. And so um, writing can help a lot. And because, and I don't mean typing, I just mean handwriting with, with a pen and paper, because, you know, your, your strength comes from the internal manifestation of the, of the fear or the anger or the frustration. And so physically writing it with a pen, pen and paper. And what I suggest is that people write a letter to the person that has wronged them and they don't send it. Mm. Just write down their feelings about what is the challenge? What, what did that person do to them? And then as they're writing, they new emotions come up that may not have been evident initially. And all this is done without me. So, I just know about it after people have had the, the experience. Um, but I think what, what a lot of people have found is that the emotions that came up were surprising to them. 
because the initial things that were evident about how they were feeling um, were deeper, different than they had initially thought, different than, than they thought was impacting them. They might not have even thought that it was impacting them as much as it was. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. But through the process of writing it, um, people have told me that they you know, started out with a paragraph and wrote eight pages. And so wow. all of a sudden as they realized this, then they uh, got a lot of their feelings out. Then I asked that they read it to themselves and then destroy it in a way that um, is symbolic to them. Some people have burned the letter. Some people have just ripped it up. Some people have um, done a lot of different things. Um, but the point is that they destroy it. They're not keeping that memory. But after they're done, um, I recommend that they write, what did they learn? Not just from this specific experience, writing the letter, but what did they learn from that experience in that work environment? And sometimes what comes out is things that they'll look for in a future job, but they're very specific things. They're not just anything. Or sometimes it's they understand more about how they brought something to the table in that, that they want to make sure it changed before they bring it to the next job. And sometimes it is just the circumstances that occurred caused them, kind of like you said, uh, Joy, when you have a big change, you can't necessarily process it the same. And so sometimes those things start coming out as lessons learned. And it's the lessons learned that you keep. And Beautiful. when people have done this, I've had the person who couldn't even apply for a job went out and applied for a job and got a job actually right away. And when we were talking through the job offer, she was like, I've got no doubts, no mm. doubts whatsoever. Hmm. This, I'm ready, I'm ready to work again. And so those types of things, when you see true blockages, another person had incredible confidence issues, like basically said, I'm, I'm never going to be able to get another job with another company. I'm going to be, you know, subject to being in a low level position forever. That person, after they wrote the letter, was confident enough when they got a new job offer to ask for the title that they wanted in the new job. And wow, they got the title they wanted and they've been doing outstanding at the new job. And so I know listeners, you probably say, oh, that sounds so simple, so easy to do. That's not rocket science. However, let me tell you, try it. But I would recommend um, that you work with someone, right, versus doing it alone. Because when I did it, um, 
Katie is, you're so right. There's power in burning or destroying the letter. Cause after I wrote it, I read it and I had tears flowing down so heavy. And it was like, it was the, the reading of it was healing me. Right. It felt like it was, I felt like healing was happening and I was going to stop and not do the lessons learned. Right. Cause I thought, Oh, that was good enough. I said, but no, Katie said, write the lessons and those lessons, boy, I, I tell you, they were, it was a mixed bag. Like you said, it's a, it's me owning some things. It's me looking out for things, you know, in that next opportunity, that next boss, that next, right. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 um, it was things that I said that I'm going to commit for myself to own and, and empower. And so what's the power of working? And then on top of that, so I did, it, this all happened in the same week. I met with you, Katie. I sent you a picture of my burned letter. I had an appointment with Joy. And wow, the combination of your coaching and Joy's treatment, I really felt so, so afresh, anew, refocused. And I felt like I came back into my body. Wow. Wow. And that treatment was like a clearing treatment too. And I think you had the sensation of heat. Like I'm thinking about the burning of the letter was like heat was coming out of you too, you know, like burning, releasing those emotions. It was like a clearing out and you were just like glowing. You were just like, the next time I saw you, you were like this free glowing, you know, beauty. Uh, I had multiple conversations with Joy about not being able to sit down and do my own resume. And she she looked at me like, you are in HR, you know you can do it. But there, there, she, there was a block there. There was something there. And I, and I believe working with both of you, the combined, you know, um, the combined treatments that I received and the coaching that I received really put it all together, right? Katie, you got to it. So talk to us why it's important for people not to just try to do this alone. Well, really, um, a couple things. One, if you're currently in the environment, it doesn't work as well. Because writing a letter about past things that have have happened is is a different perspective than when you're currently in that situation. So I would say really understand an understanding of where you are in the whole process is important and understanding what you're trying to address in a past work work experience is helpful when you go into the letter. But probably more important um, is just the processing afterwards to say, well, what happened as part of the lessons learned? So some of the things that um, I've talked to people about is now that you have these lessons learned, how do you take that forward? How do you ask good questions during the interview? How do you make sure that you don't get in that that type of environment again? Because it doesn't, it only helps so much if you resolve the past issues, but if you jump into a pattern that existed before, 
you may be some unintentionally looking for this same pattern that it keeps you suppressed and keeps you um, in a bad situation. So um, whether or not anybody works with me, they can work with another coach, they can work, you know, sometimes people um, work with therapists um, because it's a it's an old pattern that they mm -hmm. see. Um, and so really, really exploring why you're looking for it. Like if you've had multiple situations that are similar, maybe there is some sort of pattern you need, need to break. So um, I spend time with people making sure that they make sure the next opportunity is a good one. And they can't right. guarantee it, but what they can is they can ask the right questions to make sure it's a really good environment for them. Absolutely. You know, this is, we, we've had several, you know, uh, therapists on our show. The, the key message is don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. Seek out help. You know, um, Joy does a great job of asking a lot of questions, you know, just to really kind of pinpoint what's going on. And, and even if you're in the current situation, right. And you're right, Katie, you know, if you're living it, breathing it, there are some questions that you can ask yourself, right to really kind of understand what is it? Cause I, you know, I've been coaching a lot of people who've been saying, I want to leave my company. I want to leave my job. Right. That, to, that to us is, could be code for there's something else underneath that that's driving you to leave beyond just your boss. Right. Um, and, you know, I just asked the question, you know, what does a good work environment look like to you? And, and are you having it right now? Yeah, there is one person who I was working with, and they had problems with a coworker, Eric, and they they kept saying Eric's terrible. I can't work with Eric, and therefore, I need to leave my company. And I said, I hate to tell you this, at your next job there will be an Eric. There will be an Eric. There will be people you don't get along with. Yeah. So I suggested to him. Since Eric's going to be in your next job, why don't you use this as training for the next Eric? And so he tried things he had never tried before, things that didn't necessarily make him feel comfortable. But he was looking at the opportunity as a training environment for the next Eric. And it turns out it worked with this Eric. Mm. Yeah, it's, wow. it's still with the company. That's amazing. And I think that there's such beauty in this that it sounds like you're pointing people to the underlying lessons and the, the underlying gifts. And, and I like to think of it as values, you know, when there's a, a trigger or a really intense situation or what we perceive as toxicity is like bringing up a reflection in us of something that we value that we're not seeing reflected, you know, out in our environment or something. And I remember that feeling of not being able to finish a resume and apply to a job after being laid off from my first career was advertising. So 12 years ago, I was trying to re apply after being laid off. And it was it was less like toxic environment. It was more like toxic industry just because of the stress, just because of the pace and, you know, high dollar figures. And so it was sort of a collective, like, can I re-enter this environment? <laughs> um, like, am I cut out for this? Do I want it? Because I've got 
decades left of work in me. And um, I remember feeling nauseous trying to apply to submit, you know, for the just to get the unemployment check. I was like, I have this moral dilemma. I can't bring myself to apply, you know, so I would force myself and make myself sick to apply to these jobs. And then I just got to the point of asking questions of myself like this and and talking with people and seeing oh like there's a value underneath all this that i really want to be pursuing that is having authentic conversations with people and what could i transition to to do that and it turned out to be a healing profession it turned out to be acupuncture and that it didn't need to be acupuncture it was like i needed an environment that was like reflecting the value of what i my heart was wanting to experience on a day-to-day basis you know and at my advertising job i love talking about people's divorces all the terrible things they were doing (laughs) all the hard parts about life all the diagnoses they were having like that's the part i i wanted to really get into about with people and this is what I get to do all day. <laughs> it's like talk about people's divorces and hard parts about their life and really get into it. Like, how does that show up in your body? How, where's this pattern? Like, how is this showing up everywhere? It's not just Eric in your workplace. How is this Eric in your body? How is this Eric in your life? And how can we find the lesson in Eric? How can we find the gift in Eric? How can we find the gift and lesson in ourself and forgive that and love it and work with it and transform it, you know? Right. I love that. Yeah. Because when I said I stepped back into my body, it, it was it was what parts of 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 what parts are mine to own? And and when you talked about values, Joy, it, it really spoke to, I felt like my values were stepped on, my values of being, of belonging and being seen, right? Um, that I didn't realize how strong of a need or a value that was for me. And to Katie's point, you know, as you look to whatever you do next, it's important for me, not only for me to be seen, or to me feel valued, but making sure people feel valued, people feel heard, people being seen. Um, it's the whole, you know, diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. I think that B and that that acronym is really important to me because it's part of my value stream and my value. And uh, hmm. and so if you, so if any of our listeners are feeling like that, get in touch with your values. You know, do a values assessment. Really, you know say what's important what are the non-negotiable values that i have that if they get trampled on stepped on you know how am i going to safeguard those how am i going to really honor them and and keep them sacred um so that in the event that you do get pushed down you have katie and you have joy you have myself here to help you get back on mm-hmm. so I, I i honor these two women today because listeners you don't know that they have really been with me through some of the darkest times of my career and i'm still here saying and i feel like i've had psychological safety with both of them um and so Katie, you have you have really just been a, a joy today and really helped not only me, but I know the listeners of our show today are really going to go, wow, this is 
this is what's been happening. This is, this is, I've put a, a name and a voice to it. So we've been talking about toxicity in the workplace, but this could be toxicity in your marriage, toxicity in your friendships, toxicity in yourself. I mean, this, is, mm-hmm. this, this can go everywhere. So tell folks, please, where they can find you, Katie. So it's uh, Katie Brewer, um, and you can reach me on LinkedIn, or you can reach me at Katie, K-A-T-Y dot Brewer, B-R-E-U-E-R, at thebrewergroup.com. And Katie mentioned you to me, you do a radio show? Yeah, I do Executive Leaders Radio also. Okay. So you can find Katie on Executive Leaders Radio. So Katie, thank you for joining the Homework Show. And we I know we're going to have you back at some point in the future on a different topic, but thank you so much for really exploring and delving to this topic with us today. Thank you for having yeah. me. Thank you. And Joy, as always, where can people find you? Yeah, you can book treatments, virtual or in-person with me, joy-andrews.com. You can find me on Instagram at Quantum Heart Medicine. And you can also email us about the show at um, thehomeworkpod at gmail.com. And our Instagram is at thehomeworkpod. Come find us there. And Charlene, where can they find you? Absolutely. You can always find me on pushplaycoaching.com. And if you want to see me on Instagram at pushplaycoaching and email me at pushplaycoaching at gmail.com. Keep it as simple. (laughs) All right. Until the next time, continue to do the homework and we'll see you next time on the homework show. Thank Mm -hmm. you.